Hello everybody, welcome to the Hydrogen Podcast. John here, got Mr. Matty. Hey man, what up? What's going on? This is, this will be, I believe, episode nine of the Hydrogen Podcast. Nine episodes already, Matty. Time flies. It's been so much fun. It's It's been been, awesome. It's been good. Now, what we're chatting about in this podcast is, and what we're just basing the conversation around an article that uh, I wrote, and I published it in 2016, but I think I wrote it even earlier than that. And it was a time when I I had just come out of the Precision Nutrition Level 2 Certification Program, and that program gave me such an amazing basis for like for sure like understanding nutrition and building my knowledge about nutrition but also understanding how to work with people in order to guide them to the things that they want to do better um, so I was like before I put all of my attention to high jiu-jitsu um, higher health was like my previous endeavor and I was doing like movement coaching um, like PT and um, nutrition coaching online and you know in person as well and you know, regardless of whether I put my energies in, whether I put it in jiu-jitsu and or whether I put it in like nutrition coaching and movement coaching, what I love the most about our job, because Maddie's a coach as well, Maddie takes a few classes a week at high jiu-jitsu, awesome coach right here too. Um, what I love about our work is that we're working with people. Uh, and for sure, the technique is important in jiu-jitsu and the jiu-jitsu is important and the arm bars and the chokes and all of that is absolutely crucial but the thing is if you uh if your communication isn't effective if you don't know how to talk with people if you don't know how to um, interact in a way that people a are able to listen to you and understand you and b want to listen to you and understand you then you're gonna have a very hard time sharing information and sharing knowledge for other people to embrace it and learn it, you know, and, and have it become their knowledge as well. Um, and that's why we've come up with this idea of the expert versus the super coach. Because they're two different sides of the spectrum here and two very different ways of working with a group, working with an individual, whatever, working with people um, in order to facilitate their goals. Yep. Yeah? So, <clears throat> the way we're gonna talk about this, we can talk about it in a, in, a, in a number of different ways. Let's first talk about like what an expert is and what do you think an expert is, Matty? Someone who knows everything. Is it possible to know everything? No. <laughs> I, I mean, someone who assumes they know everything. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, an expert, I feel like expert. The experts are everywhere. Guys, the blog post is uh, the higher blog. Go onto thehighjitsu.com.au, click onto the blog slash podcast and look it up. There's a big, there's a long, it's a long link. I have to change that. The expert and the super coach. Um, and the t- uh, article title is the expert versus the super coach. Experts are everywhere. They're loaded with knowledge bombs, and stats, and certifications, and experience, and the idea that he or she is the one and the only. So it's almost like there's a big pedestal, and they're right on the top. 
and when they're on the top they're talking almost like they're talking down to people in a way you know it doesn't always have to be like that but a lot of the times they're talking at people rather than talking with people you know to, uh, to people but when you're in, when you're the expert and you're above everybody else then it's like a one-way chatter where you're talking at them and it's very hard for them to talk up to you because there's a clear line there's like a there's a dichotomy here between a, like a separation between who the teacher is and who the student is um, the days of contemplation for the expert they're over certainty has replaced curiosity you know the person is there not many questions anymore um, don't actively seek to learn things from other people because they're super they're content and happy and satisfied with what they know and they don't want to add they don't want to build on that the expert has plied the craft for long enough and now they don't need to learn anymore he is and he knows everything do you know anyone like that Matty? I have some in mind there's a few people in mind um, and but regardless of who they are it's I think it's so important that we have experienced different coaches and I think that's what that's been a benefit for both of us because we didn't start as freshy white belts at higher jiu-jitsu we started elsewhere mm. and you know we've experienced many teachers you've traveled overseas a little bit I've traveled extensively extensively overseas in all these different academies and I've got to experience um, so many different teachers and coaching styles and I love the fact that I and what I have done is I've, I guess picked and choose chosen um, the the qualities that I like most in different teachers as well uh, the learning process it's a complex one there are so many possibilities to explore at any one time and life happens amongst an ever-changing environment as in this is jiu-jitsu and you've seen in the past couple of years how much jiu-jitsu has changed uh, and jiu-jitsu never stays stagnant just like life never stagnates like life yeah. the days keep going the minutes the seconds keep ticking over uh, so does the jiu-jitsu and there's a, a new evolutions all the time everything's kind of changing everything's shifting yeah. and it doesn't mean that we're always going with the uh, with the flow with the waves like all the time and going to the to the um, you know there's always basics is what I'm trying to say and there's always new things that come about and I think it's important to also be aware of the new things and the new yeah, new positions and new you know um, new, like athletes doing different things in competition and um, you know different techniques that you know become a lot more prominent um so for sure we have the basics, but there's also there's also changes and shifts happening as well, uh, and I think it's important that we're, we are aware of changes and shifts like that. Yep. Sometimes I like for it to hold up so we can catch up. So sometimes like, hey, everything stop and let me just catch up to to what <laughs> to today to now, yeah, yep. and then keep going again. Press play again. So, but there's no pause button in life. Sometimes it'd be nice if there was a pause button. Stop. This is, everything's going crazy. Just stop. 
let me stop time right now. Let me catch up to it all. But isn't that the only way to become an expert? If you're an expert in one thing, you can't be an expert in everything. There's just too much. Mm-hmm. But I think an expert needs to be malleable too, and they need to they need to constantly learn as well. And that's how you're even gonna like think about calling yourself an expert if you're if you're constantly learning. Um, sometimes I like for it to hold up, but then I wake up to reality, homeostasis. It's a fairy tale. It doesn't doesn't exist. Like it's it's in life in jujitsu, uh, everything keeps moving. Everything always moves, and it's up to us to keep working with that. The world stops only when we die. When there's no evolution, there's only stagnation. What says it, Matty? I don't So what do well, you think? I mean, it's entirely spot on. I mean, everything is always in motion. You've got to go with it. You can't, you can't push against that motion of everything happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as you said you'd like the stop button, the stop button's not there. So you can try and push against it and keep everything as it is, but everything else is just going to move on around you. Mm-hmm. And then you're just left behind trying to catch up at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's tough. As Socrates says, I love this, my favorite quote, all I know is that I know nothing. And I love that. And then Einstein replies, and he says, the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. And I guess both of those things are, you know, you could, the, the similarities there. Maddie, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for, I'm on my 13th year, I believe. Somewhere like that. Yep. Um, and I feel like I'm just picking things up. I'm just starting to learn it all. And it was funny, I had a chat with Rylan. Hey, everybody, Rylan Lazarez, shout out to Rylan Lazarez and Gracie Techniques Honolulu. Um, last, yesterday morning, teaching a 6.30 a.m. no-gi class, and we're about yeah, 10, 15 minutes, we're warming up, we started doing some drills. And someone opens the door, they were clearly late, and I look out, and it was Mr. Rylan Lazarez came in. I was like, whoa, Rylan Lazarez is a third-degree black belt on the professor, and professor has said it himself that he's one of his... Um, most able black belts um, and there's a, in that crop of black belts of Professor Sauer there are some absolute monsters and he's right up there he's one of the best so that says a lot he happens to be Max Holloway's jiu-jitsu coach and yeah. um, Louis Smolka and there's a whole crew of Hawaiians um, fighting out of that gym um, and Ryland's the head there and we got to train with Ryland and we got to chat and here's one thing. Here's the idea about a super coach versus an expert. Ryland didn't come into my class and say, hey, you're not going to do it like this. No, I'm not going to teach you like that. He's like, you have to do it like this. Or you have to do it in this way. He did not correct me once. And it was really interesting because I was looking at him like, does he want to take class? Doesn't he want to take I'm so, I would have been super happy to give up the class to him so he could start running it. But that was, he wasn't interested in that, which was fine as well. I was more than happy to teach. And I, I did get a little bit nervous, like for sure, <laughs> because it's hard, like teaching to a third degree monster black belt. Um, but you know, this is a like a, a snapshot of his personality: is the fact that he came in, he was drilling, he repped, he was repping out with Mason. Everything I was teaching, <laughs> we did the stumble throw, and then we did to a single leg, and I'm sure he's got some beautiful details in a yeah. single leg. Um, and then we went into some. Uh, attacks from turtle and then uh, and some chokes 
And Ryland was there just practicing with all the students and was a student himself. That's cool. And that requires a lot of humility right there. Mm. And that's why I, I just got even more respect for the person, for, for Ryland. I didn't know, I'd never met him before, but that was definitely something that um, just facilitated more respect for that guy because it could have been very easy for him to, and of course I would have been happy for him to come in and like and, and offer to teach and share, but just the fact how he came about it, you know, like he's respectful and he's coming in and he's, um, and I'm sure he would have had some details to share and things to change and improve on, 100%. He could have taught a lot of his stuff. Without a doubt, he's got a lot of his stuff. But he wasn't in the position, you know, that wasn't his role at that time. He came in as the student and yep. he, he lapped that up and I'm sure he enjoyed it. I enjoy it when I go to different schools and I'm, I'm not the teacher and I'm wearing the student hat. I love that too and it's so awesome, so much fun. That's why we go out and we go to camps and we do all those things. Yep. Um, and that was that was amazing the fact that you know we, we were training together and then afterwards we had a little chat and I was saying like oh, you know talking about you know the black belt's pretty close and he's like man that's that's when it all starts that's when it all begins mm. and you know it takes a long time I think like 10 years at least who knows it takes a like it's a it's, that's a variable the amount of years it takes to get to black belt but you know after 13 years I've learned, I've picked up so much. I've traveled Brazil, um, you know, to, to learn some cutting edge techniques when I was a freshy white belt. And I was in, um, as a blue belt and a purple belt, we're competing and traveling to America and went to all these different schools. Um, and then as a brown belt, came under Professor Sauer. And, you know, there's been a myriad of things that I've picked up from everywhere. And funnily enough, I feel like I'm only just starting to, to scrape the edges, you know, with, with, with jiu-jitsu and well, with that, understanding jiu-jitsu. That's that island of knowledge, right? Uh, as coming back to what Einstein and Socrates said, the yeah. island of knowledge is you're on an island and the ocean around you is the unknown. You, you only know as much as the island you're on. Uh-huh. So as that yes. island grows, so, so too does the surface area with the ocean. So the more you understand, you more there's more unknown there is. Mm -hmm. It's just like a never-ending thing, right? Yes. And the thing is, we got a choice. We can sit on that island and be like, this is what I know. This is all I know. I'm happy with this. That's it. And, or... We can explore. You can start to explore a little bit too because there's nothing wrong with exploring. I'm sure, like, I'm, without a doubt, the island can be vast and beautiful and, you know... Um, you can, it's self-sufficient this island it's done, it's done a lot you know there's been years and years of evolution and now you got like you, you, you know you got cattle on there and you know you got crops <laughs> you got and you're you got a farm yep. and you got like a beautiful house on there and you got a dog and the house is good the island is great hmm. but there's always things like further beyond outside you know you, hmm. that you can use and improve on you know and you can like sorry find explore and then bring it back to make your life easier and better and more effective and more efficient and it's up to you to, to determine whether that's something that you're willing to do whether you're ready to go out and about and open your ears and learn from some other people mm. or if you're if you're super content just knowing what you know and so be it you know and I mean they're not hurting people hopefully you know like uh, people who don't want to learn from others like it's it's on them um, but if you want to 
continue and evolve in this life and keep getting keep improving on yourself I feel like it's very important that you have one ear two ears that are open because you're always listening and feeling and thinking about um, how to improve and how to get better and that's the beauty right there nestled up in countless hours of reading and studying and listening and talking and training is that incessant urge to get better to improve on your skills to hone your tools and to commit to ongoing development to maintaining curiosity and i believe we did a podcast on that curiosity doesn't kill the cat yes on the map yeah uh it's the same thing you've just got to re- remain eternally curious mm-hmm you know, don't get complacent in your little island going, I've got a farm, I've got cows, you know, I've got some chickens as well, life's yeah. pretty good. I mean, that's all great, but there's some lamb across the road. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't know that unless you go out and f- cross that road. Mm-hmm. Stay curious. There's a nice big fish in that, in that sea. Oh, you just gotta get your, you just right. got to get your feet wet, you know, and go and cast a line out there and just see what comes in. And sometimes you don't catch anything. Sometimes you go and it's fine. It's no worries. Um... Sometimes you're, you're disappointed. You go, you, you expand your horizons, and it's like, shit, what you wanted to see there wasn't there. Win okay, some, lose some, right? Yeah, no worries. I've been to a few seminars, and I left like, mm, okay, cool. But even then, that experience is, has me better off right now because I've been to that seminar, and I know that when I run seminars, and when I go to other people's seminars, now I can differentiate between a good one and not so good one. Yes. Because I have... I have different things to compare them to. You can't compare when you have no comparison. Exactly, exactly. So, Maddie, what are some ways that you commit to ongoing development? Man, you know what? I'm just taking a moment to be appreciative for having you. It's like with, with my own coaching journey. Mm-hmm. Like, I, quite often I'll come out of a class and I'll have questions on maybe how I can teach something better, maybe technical questions on a technique. Um, and it may even just be like getting timings right and how to handle managing the class as an overall process. But you're always there with feedback helping me learn. You know, it's taking a moment to recognize yeah. uh, the, that you have, that you've done something, analyzing it and saying, I'd like to improve this here. Yeah. And then reaching out. Uh, a, firstly, thank you. Um, for, for, for listening you know and for um, accepting my feedback and secondly you wouldn't be a coach at our school if you weren't accepting your feedback <laughs> um, because I don't want I don't want a fixed person like to no. come in and, and say this is it and I'm like no it's not like we're always improving as a team we're growing as a team and we've had we have had some coaches come in and say no and not wanting to learn other things I was like well they're not they, they, they don't um, agree uh, and they don't uh, what's the word just um, align with our values and yep. that's that, that, that kind of ruins a lot even if they've got amazing jiu-jitsu for sure mm. but if you have that mentality on the mats then it kind of it just turns us, turns it off a little bit yeah um, what do I what do I ask you and Nick and Oscar which you guys don't often do sometimes you guys do it What's the two questions that I ask you guys to review after every class that we do? Three things you did well, three things you did done well. Yeah, one thing. One thing? Well, one thing, because we run a lot of classes and yeah. you do these three things all the time, yeah, it starts to get annoying. Mm-hmm. But one thing is okay, what's one thing that I did well in today's no-gi class? What's one thing that I could do better in, yep. in the no-gi class? Okay, let me answer it, see if this is fun. 
one thing I did well today, I feel like it was a really cool vibe and everyone was learning nicely um, and everybody started to, to get the techniques going well. Yep. And I structured the class based on the techniques that we've done throughout the week and it was still semi-fresh in people's minds. Mm-hmm. So today's class was us refining the little, the little details which are getting better and better. So yep. that's one thing I think that really felt good in this class. One thing I could do better, A, I did go over time. Like I finished at, we're supposed to go from 11, ah, 11, 5, 05 to 12.05 let's say and then go into open mat. But I went to about 11.15, 12.15, because yeah. I just really wanted to share one more thing. But because it was so <laughs> important to, to share. So that's, I could like focus a bit more on timing yeah. next time. Um, it was a good class. <laughs> I missed but, out. No, you missed out, it's okay. But, you know, um, let's say I, I could teach, we did one thing from Turtle, and a little attack from Turtle I missed a detail and then Carmel needed to know that detail afterwards. So maybe in order to do better next time, I could add that little detail. Hmm. And we'll talk more about the idea of overcoaching soon. Yep. Remind me if I forget. Sure. But the idea of that is I am not a flawless coach. I am not an expert. I want to, like I'm working people students of higher i'm trying to be an expert i'm working towards that but i also know that i will never be an expert um, as in i will never know everything and sometimes there will be moments where you ask hey john from this position how can i go what should i do from here how can i get out of this position and there will be times i'm getting better at this it's really cool like i'm really starting to enjoy people asking me questions and having the the need to uh, answer spontaneously. And I feel like I'm getting better, but there are definitely times and there will be times in the future that I'll say, look, I'm not sure, I don't know. Possible to do this, maybe that won't work out so well. So you know what I do then, Maddie? I write it down, call up Phil, text professor, you know, I'll send out a video and ask Cam, let's say, and use this amazing network of awesome people we have around us so I can work together and come up with a better answer and an answer that maybe was beyond me at that time but it's okay that it was beyond me and part of me wants to say I know I really want to feel like I know everything it feels good to think that you know everything I'm amazing at jiu-jitsu I've been doing it forever I am amazing and I can answer all of my students questions and anything my students need I'm here for them and for the like for the most part yes there's a there's a definitely an element there where where i need help as well and that's why i'd like to consider myself like a coach because i am a coach and i am coaching you guys to get better over the long term and i am being coached at the same time mm-hmm. and that's that's the beautiful thing about being part of this association because what four years ago when we didn't have anybody I didn't have that person yeah. to call up and you know, hey, I'm getting stuck here. What the hell's going on? Like, how can I improve on this? Yep. Um, and I think it's very difficult because in order to, to be a coach, in order to learn, in order to keep developing, to keep improving, we need each other. You can't do it yourself. You really can't do it yourself. I've tried. We tried. There was a couple of years where we were a little bit like Ronan. Yeah, we were a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but we're just finding our feet, man. We're finding like the, the, the right 
people in the right system. Yeah, I think we certainly did that. And man, we certainly did that. Haven't looked back. Thank you, everybody. Um, everybody's been a part of this journey because it's amazing. But accepting one's own imperfections isn't easy work. It isn't nearly as cozy on the ego as the feeling of certainty one can experience on top of the mountain preaching down to the masses. Have you ever been in a class, Matty, or, or something where um, that's the case, where you feel like you're being spoken at? Yes. Sp right, yeah. As I said, there's a, there's a few, you asked this question yeah. in the class, there's a few individuals. A few, but don't, don't worry about the individuals. Yeah. Explain, describe the, the situation. Oh, yeah. How were you feeling? What was happening? No, it's not even, sometimes it's just like, jujitsu isn't a pump class. You know, you don't need to be yelling at me, motivating me, and you know, it can be a way more chill environment. You, I get it, some people grow from from boot camp and being mm -hmm. yell, yeah, go, 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 do it, do it, push, push, push. But, I mean, that, that's not for everyone. You gotta be up, the coach has to be malleable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, most definitely, I, I see that. Um, and sometimes it's easy, uh, it's like, it's what I just said, like imperfections is, you want to feel like you know it all mm. and you don't know what you don't know. You know, the, thi the things that you don't know, you currently don't know them. <laughs> so within your own bubble in your head, you know everything. Yeah. In, your own, in your own head, you know it all. But outside of that, you don't know as much. Um, so for example, a syllabus, like the, as part of, you know, coming on board with team, Professor Team Sauer, um, there was a syllabus there and there's a lot of techniques when we first started that I, I was sharing them because I'd, I'd study the videos for hours and hours and hours before I come to class, trying to make sure that, you know, we got it good and got all the details in, in place. Um, and that was difficult. That was definitely difficult because someone asked me a question there and I wasn't like super certain about, yep. yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent certain about the technique because it was, it was as new to me as it was to you as a student. Um, as, of course I knew side control. Yep. Of course I knew what side control to mount looked like. But if anyone's experienced Professor Sauer's Jiu Jitsu, then there's like, inf there's just like a million details happening there. Um, and there's a lot of big, big details that he doesn't want you to miss, and he he, he emphasizes them in the videos. Um, and so, even the even sorry to take a step back, the, he himself, Professor Pedro, he's uh, you you see between the videos of the old videos filmed in like the '90s to now, he's got um, even newer details. Yeah. Yes. So he himself is like being humble and learning and yep. improving yeah he's forever refining his blades sharpening those knives Man. yes and that's why i have so much respect for him yeah. as well because he's always like yep it's always getting there's better a, there's it's a always better improving. Way to do it. hey on that note like just we were in two years ago we were in melbourne for the professor for the seminar for the tour yep. with professor sauer which we're going to very soon as well uh october november everybody professor's coming for a big so tour okay. of australia and it's gonna be awesome. But for example, we went to, from Professor's seminar, we drove to Hickson's seminar at Absolute MMA. Oh, yep. A couple of years ago, it was on my birthday as well. Um, I'll never forget that day, it was amazing. 
That's it, right? Professor Sal seminar in the morning. Is that, where you, sorry, is that where you went to dinner with Hickson? Yeah, after we, we did like a seminar with Hickson. And then after that, um, we had dinner with, all, with everybody. It was just a beautiful day. Um, at, at Hickson's seminar, and Hickson, Gracie is Professor Sauer's coach, teacher, mm-hmm. and um, Professor has all the respect and um, admiration for him. Mm-hmm. Um, professor was on the ground. Mr. Coral Belt was down there practicing technique. He was practicing things. Whatever, whatever Hickson would say, he'd come in and he'd practice. He'd do all the reps with whoever was there just find different people and he'd, he'd drill. And it's like, wow, you are like the best uh, exponent of jiu-jitsu that I've ever met in my life and you're looking to improve and get better as well. Mm-hmm. And that blew me out of the park and I love that. Um, here's the other thing about Professor and this is one thing that amazes me all the time and that I always smile. He goes, He'll teach a technique, and it's the most amazing technique you've ever heard in your whole in the whole your whole life. Ah, uh, yep. And then he says, "Well, let's see if it's true." Yep. Let's see if it's true. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Why? Why do I love that so much? Well, professor is not. It, it just demonstrates how professor is on the student's level. Yeah. He's not above disseminating, saying this is what you must do because I am the master and you have to listen to me now, go do it. Piss off, go. It's not like that at all. He's like, it's it's a discussion, it's an exploration Mm. and he's a part of the circle of students that are around him and he's part of the learning circle as well. So he'll share one thing and then he'll say, okay, Let's see if it's true. Maybe the things that I have told you right now aren't true. Maybe they're not. Maybe I'm lying to you. Maybe, maybe they're not going to work for you. Maybe there's a circumstance where it is not true. Maybe. Look, go look for it and then challenge. Say, hey, professor, it's not, it's not true here, professor. Okay, let me have a look. Okay. Well, in this case, you do this, this, and that. Yep. And it, it's, it's so beautiful because it's very hard um, to, to dictate and that's what I, that's a, a nice word. Sometimes people dictate to you yeah. in class. They're dictating the technique, and I don't like that. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I think some people accept it, but I don't know who likes being dictated to. You know, who likes being told um, and, and forced into doing things. Not so much forced, but like um, there's never ever any question marks. Sometimes sometimes it's just yeah. this is what it is. It is what it is, and that's it. Yeah. Whereas you know, sure, this is what it is, but there's some other situations where it could be another way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's so important to have an open mind on the mats as a teacher and as a student, of course. To accept what you don't know requires humility. With humility comes curiosity. Experts don't have time for that. I think Professor is mega humble, super mm-hmm. humble, which is oh. why he can say, prove me wrong, people. I'm, ex- I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. If you guys can prove me wrong, like go for it, go do it. Um, that's one thing that I really love. But it is only when you stop and reconsider other alternatives that you can differentiate with your own choices. And through the many bats of deliberation and doubt and despair comes the clarity of what works, what doesn't, and how you can make it all better. Now, expert, like dictating, super coach, sharing, it's up to the student to mess up as well. The student has to make their own mess ups. Student has to mess up sometimes because I feel like my biggest learning 
um, opportunities for learning have come from my own mistakes. It's important that as a student and as a sorry as a coach, you allow your students to sometimes mess up, and you give them the the opportunity. You share with them. You guide the you create the path. Yeah, I really love this. Like the fact that what I'm trying to do in class, and not just in class, throughout an entire journey. How long have you been at High Jiu-Jitsu for, man? Oh, since the beginning. Since like five, six years. Five years we've been going. Is that, is that how long? Five years. I think so. I've yeah, 20, 2014, I believe. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. And that, that was at the start of twenty fourteen. So it's probably been five and a half years now. Sense. So like five years ago, yeah. Five years plus. That's when I knocked my teeth out. Right, oh, right yes, at the yes, beginning. Yes. Right at the beginning, yeah. You right. have to take three, four months off. Eight ages. Yeah, I remember that. So, and you know, so here's what I'm sharing my secrets now, Maddie. Because in class, and I think our relationship, because like, you know, we're sure we're mates. Um, like, what I try to do with you and with all the students is kind of. Uh, create shape the path yeah okay uh, sweep the path sweep all the all the dirt away from the path and the obstacles I'm trying to take those obstacles away so that you so that all the students can walk through it yourself yes I can't pick you up yeah. Phil can't pick me up professor can't pick Phil up on his shoulder and start walking you guys to the to where we want you to go because A, that's, again, that's on me. I want you to go there, hmm. but I'm not a part of this. This is your learning process. This is your path of learning. And that's why it's so important that I show you the path, yep. help, the path like, help you uh, clear the way, but you with your own two feet must walk it hmm. and must move beyond that. And we're gonna on my journey. I'm gonna take a step or two off the path. That happens, as you said. Let a person make a mistake, mm-hmm. because that way they're gonna remember it. When you can then help bring them back to the path, mm-hmm. they're gonna go, Ah, I'm gonna remember that forever. You don't do this because this happens. Yeah. And you make that mistake, and you understand why you want to then do it a better way. Yeah. As opposed to just blindly following, like. A sheep mm-hmm. following the shepherd. A hundred percent. You can't just blindly follow because then you don't understand it. And especially if I want to be teaching, I need to be, um, be able to understand it if I'm going to be able to then share that to someone. I can repeat a move that I don't understand, but then as soon as someone has a question, I'm not going to be able to answer it. And I'm like, oh, I still want to come up to that because that's my own yeah. little step off the path there now. I need to go and understand it. Yes, 100%. And that's why sometimes in class, some, like, some of our students get upset if they, won't, if they don't remember everything. I, I, I forgot this detail, I forgot this detail. It's hard to remember the details. And I'm like, take, relax, take a step back. Because it's not a matter of remembering. Like we're not trying to remember. I, yeah. I would love what I'm trying to do for you is to feel it. Is to help. Yeah, you can feel it. I'm trying to facilitate your understanding of it. Mm. Facilitates a good work. Because I'm not giving you. I can't give you understanding. No. I, I'm going to try to communicate what I am 
trying to give you and communicating it in a way that you can take it and you can taste it for yourself and you can enjoy the taste mm. of it. And if you enjoy the taste of it, it's all yours. You can take it and run with it. Um, for example, if I said, Maddie, this is a, this is, this is a technique, do this. And then when it's time for you to come in and coach and someone says, oh, but Maddie, what if somebody puts their leg here? Uh, that completely ruined your knowledge set there Absolutely. because it's out of... I don't have the understanding of it. You don't have the understanding. But if you are given the understanding um, and you, you understand it, then you can start creating your own solutions to, the, to those problems. Correct. Um, and that's what I want from us mm. and from all of our students to understand yeah. Because when you understand, you're starting to, to build awareness. If you're a sheep, there's a lot of sheep, there's a lot of schools, and you've got the shepherd as the, as the coach, and you've got a bunch of sheep. And it's like, whatever the shepherd wants them to do, they go. You know, whatever, whatever this guy does, like they just emulate. And they, they're emulating what their coach does, and that's the only thing they do. Like it's so there's a lot of schools and a lot of situations where like the students train compete just like the coach. Yep. And anything the coach does is what the students do because the coach is always teaching the students what he knows, which is okay. Okay, but then there's a lot of gaps there as well. Yep. And if we're aiming for awareness, mm-hmm. I would love to share with you guys the rules and the concepts and the ideas and build the foundations of the house yeah. for, for our students, but then allow the students to come in and start decorating the house, you know, and painting it the color that they want to paint it. The foundations are there and that's yeah. why we're here. That's why you, everyone's paying us yeah. like, to give them the foundations and provide an amazing uh, environment where they can come in and start looking to um, work with things you know um but i'm not saying here's the meal eat it you know so when the person strays off the path a little bit i'm just going to say hey maddie you're coming off the path now and if maddie's like i know i'm coming off the path and i'm like okay because one thing that moshe feldenkrais says is you can do anything you want as long as you know what you're doing yes so if you really want to do it like that that's okay as long as you know that you're doing it like that <laughs> makes sense yeah as in consciously consci- consciously exactly Just with awareness with if awareness, you can do it yeah. with awareness then what can I say to you like that's if that's exactly how you want to do it then my man like it's it's you we're all adults in here mm-hmm. kids class is different that's really funny this is a nice little differentiator because when we first started kids class it's like okay it's, you can do it like this you can do it like that. and the kids are just looking at me like what are you talking about <laughs> so, okay three two one clap and they're just looking at me like, well, what do we do? Because I gave them like one option or two, like a couple different options. You one thing. Kids, yes, one thing, okay. one thing. Because because <laughs> they need they need to be fed. Yeah. You yeah. know, whereas you guys can cook your own meal. We just have to give you guys the ingredients sometimes. Here's the ingredients, now do what you want with it. And the better the cook, the better the student, the, the easier it gets, you know? So sometimes with you and Oscar, I don't have to give you guys like a full technique and say, hey, move try this, move your hip a little bit here, just pull the person down here. Yep. And I see, I see your eyes just like, oh, it makes all the difference. I'm like, there you go. Where else can you use that, Maddie? And You'd be like, oh, I could be in half guard and do it yep. the same thing here. I can do yep. that there, I could do that there. And it's like, oh, because you're creating those, those links, those connections yep. now. And that's what we said before, that's how it's gonna be so much more uh, pertinent to you. Yep, and even as you said before, right, uh, to, to use those connections, um, 
there's so many details and you said there'll be a student who goes oh there's you know i can't keep up or whatever it is i'm missing a detail you know i can never remember them yeah it's like okay cool that's fine there are so many details to every technique they're like little movements little finesse changes in everything yeah that every time i teach a class i'm still picking up something new even though you're showing me the same techniques mm -hmm. and it's going to continue like that forever you might get three at one time and then it might just drop back to a rate of one detail but over a period of five years how many details have you picked up if you're only getting one a night not a you don't even get a whole technique you just get one detail of a technique mm -hmm. per night but you get to keep it yes if you get that for over time bank. Yeah. What, one percent every time yeah over time it just it becomes an exponential curve mm -hmm. because i feel like the one percent becomes like it grows a little one percent as you get old like rylan gave me one little detail yesterday and i was like oh because he, he kept kept catching me with the same like little sweet yeah like, what are you doing there he's like i'm doing this I was like, mm, there we go so that that was my little one percent yesterday yeah. but i feel like that one percent was a little bit more than one percent because i'm gonna it's stuck in my head it's gonna yeah. keep churning round and round and round it hasn't stopped since and I'm gonna keep like adding that in different aspects and different mm. places too. Yep. Um, so it builds into more than one percent. Yep. And if you try to bite too much, seed. it's a seed, right? Yep. Yep. It grows slowly. And that's my job too, as a coach, when the students trying to give too much and try to put too much food in their mouth. So hey, yeah. hey, relax. You, you look at your face. Your your mouth is full of food. Take <laughs> spit some out and eat it slowly. <laughs> eat it slowly. You know. Um, and that's the job of a coach too to create the learning experience and the learning yep. environment um, because it's not easy to learn it's actually learning is a skill to know how to learn is a skill um, so the, the focus isn't on as a coach the focus isn't on casting the spotlight on yourself but this it's on the process of guiding the student to the to progress that's what we have to do. We're guiding, guiding. I'm not grabbing you, grabbing you by the hand, and yanking you where I want you to go, because you don't like being yanked. Gently leading me. Yeah, I'm just got my hand on your back, saying, "Hey, hey, white belt. You're purple. You're, you're you're getting better and better and better. So like slowly, my hands like a little bit less. Yeah, it's less of a firm, less of a grasp. Yep. And you know, for me to you, feel to me is the same, man. And that's why I love, I'm getting coached as well. And that's why I love it. I love it so much because it's I, getting sprinkled down from the top. Yeah, man. from the top, really is, and that's the beautiful thing about this. And I love the fact that I'm also getting coached as I'm coaching you guys. That's necessary because if I didn't have a coach that I, if I didn't have a coach, then I feel like um, it'd be harder to to share with you guys with the same credibility that I have now, because. I, you guys know as much as what I do. I don't know everything, you know. So, so it's that process that we have to keep building, keep working on. Um, he, you, the the coach shows up for not for himself, but for the benefit of those who are there to receive and learn with his guidance. Sometimes I want to do things a certain way. I come into class. I want to do this. It's, it's my agenda. Yeah. I have in my head. Then I come into class and I look at the group and there might either be heaps of advanced people there, like heaps of blues and purples and Oscar. 
and I'm going to have to change things up. And or I might come into a class and I'm so excited to maybe like ramp it up a little bit and add a little bit more intensity and I come in as a class full of like beginners and I'm like, well, no, it's not, it's, it's not me. I, I'm not the person here. I'm not the, I'm not the important one as a coach and you're not the important one when you come to class to, to coach either because you're there for the class. I'm there to make sure other people learn. Yes, yes. It's not and about me being, hey, look at me, I'm a teacher, I'm the best. No, 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 no I'm definitely not the best. I get, that gets proven to me regularly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But, but I think people respect you more for that because you're, you're learning as well and you're putting yourself out there mm. to, to learn that you're not the best. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's not, it's not um, coach-centered, it's student-centered. Mm. I think that's very important. I think that's one thing that differentiates us from, from other people and schools too. And that's, that was a PN principle that when it's not, it's a client-centered rather than yep. coaching-centered. You know, one of the things that just popped into my head that I, I really love that higher jiu-jitsu does that nowhere else seems to do or nowhere else that I know of, yeah. and it's classes without rolling. Mm -hmm. So we had a uh, blue belt visit from the US during the week, and he even he was saying it was he was he's never seen a gym like that, and he actually loved it. All right. And he was just saying it's it's so different, you know, like he'd never even thought about that that it was a possibility. Wow, that's interesting, man. I didn't even think about that. It's become so normal for us that yeah. fundamentals we don't roll. Uh, but I don't think you need rolling and I think in fact not rolling in fundamentals yeah yeah yeah, yeah in fundamentals yeah. I, I, I don't think you need it because when you're learning jujitsu you're you're coming in expecting to learn fighting at the end of the day self-defense whatever it is but that's the an idea in your mind you have of it that this mm -hmm. is a form of fighting so naturally as you begin to to do it there's going to be some anxiety about someone trying to fight you. Mm -hmm. And if we train that out by giving people a set of skills well in advance of them actually going into sparring or rolling, they're going to be a lot less anxious. Mm -hmm. going to, yes, exactly. Like going in for your first few weeks, you wouldn't you'd be anxious when you're rolling and you'd try instantly you're ingraining bad habits because you don't know what's going on you don't know what's happening to you like someone's on top of you they're squashing you they're squeezing yep. your neck they're extending your arms and your legs and you're like what What am I doing and you've just this had crazy. half an hour of someone showing you a scissor sweep and that's your entire skill set yeah and then okay now let's go fight let's go fight and let someone take your back and let someone take your mount and then you don't even know what's going on you've never even looked at that position nah um Wow, how interesting. Because we do have a lot of students who... Yeah, we've got a few people who come in, especially from other schools. Mm. Um, and they come in, they do a fundamentals class, and they got this look on their face like... Where's the role? Is that it? Where's the role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The role. yeah yep. just anxious the whole class. They just come in for the roles. And that doesn't come. And for some people, it's disappointing. We disappoint people, you know that? Like, sometimes. Good. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, that's how, this is how we do it. I feel like I learn way more this way well, because I shifted. can, I can roll. I, I, don't get me wrong. I get something out of rolling. I still learn from that. And don't get us wrong. We also roll. We, yeah, we, we love rolling. We love rolling. We love rolling. And we roll regularly and all the time, but there's a place for it and a time for it. Yeah. And a time um, in our weekly schedule and in a, a time in a student's 
learning journey, jiu-jitsu journey. There's a time where rolling becomes effective and a good idea and helpful. And I, I think, think the early start, the very early stages has to be guided, most definitely yeah. guided and helped. You have to help them with that. That's it. That's what that analogy you were talking about, you know, as someone's beginning, you've got a bit more of a hand on their back, kind of helping guide them along the yeah. path. And once they're a little bit down the path and you see they've got their feet underneath them, you can take the hand off. Yeah. It's that same idea. You can... Uh, so it's riding a bike, you take off the baby, the... Um, yeah, you got the, the, the... Whatever the you call them. Little wheels. Yeah. Come on. I forgot, yeah. I forgot the name, bro. Training wheels? Training wheels. Yeah, yeah. training wheels. Um, so then you can take those off. Yeah. And then you get to a bigger bike and a bigger bike and before you know it, mm. you're doing flips and you're doing like... That's it. All this cool stuff. And you can double up, you can get doubles. Somebody else can come on top and behind you, you know? You can ride fast, you can ride slow, you can ride on the road. But first you have to train, you have to learn with yeah, the training wheels on. And that's, that's everything that we're doing here. And that's what the coach is doing. The coach is guiding the student at the point of where the student is, not yeah, where the coach is. Yeah, and not where, not where the student wants to be. Recognizing a student wants to be of course. an expert, but yeah, this is what you but need But that's now. where you're at right now. This, this, on your path to becoming an expert, this is what you have to do right here. You know, if you picked up an instrument and said, I want to learn guitar, I want to play a Guns N' Roller, Guns N Roses solo on guitar, and you've never played guitar in your life. The teacher's not going to teach you how to play Guns N' Roses. He's going to teach you how to play Bar Bar Black Sheep. Put your finger on, here. On, with, with your three Put fingers. the other finger here. <laughs> this is how to sh- sh- Yeah, absolutely, sh- right? Strum it, whatever. Now, you're not even holding the neck right, you know? See, like, help already, hold the... Yes. I'm yeah. like mega white belt at playing a guitar. <laughs> I'm so I'm not, I'm, Guns N' Roses is like many, many years away. That's like mega black belt. <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's like us coming in. Okay, go. Here, oh, you want to you wanna do jiu-jitsu? You want to play guitar? Here, play. Mm. Roll. <laughs> Have some fun. Yeah, play, play me a song. If you get into any <laughs> trouble, just tap. It's yeah. a disaster. <laughs> so look, um, I, I feel very strongly for this, Matty. And I think I'm really, I think um, I'm lucky that I did this uh, PN coaching course too. And as I was saying before, PN is very much client-centered. So everything mm. I do in my practice was to, to work with the client. What is the client's problem? Because I'm there for the client and I want to adapt myself to the client. And I just flipped it over, brought it into a jiu-jitsu situation. I'm there for the students mm. and I'm there all the time for them. Um, and I think that's why our, our students are getting, uh, A, enjoying themselves and, and learning so much and staying safe as well because yep. we care. The super coach has the capacity to empathize with others and is deeply connected with their own progress. He calculates and does just enough to guide his students to their best. Most times things work out, sometimes they don't. It's easy to do too much or too little and sometimes the balance is off, but the most important thing is that there is an intention to improve. I've come into some classes, Maddie, and I've like, I feel personally that like I've, I've like, haven't done well with them. Yep. I finish, I sometimes that. I finish a class, man, I'm like, ugh, didn't enjoy that, didn't like that. Either like the vibe wasn't there, which is partly my responsibility too, yeah. um, or that like people didn't learn the technique after the mm-hmm. class, and that upsets me sometimes too. Like if people aren't getting it, because yep. because if I am student centered rather than coach centered, rather than me saying these guys are idiots, these guys are stupid, what a dumb group of students coming to that class. They didn't even learn what I told them to to learn. 
The things I shared, they couldn't even do it. Do you believe it? Pfft. Idiots. It's not like that at all. Hang on. If, if, ever, if everyone in a class doesn't learn, there's, there's only one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But as a super coach, as a super coach, you're looking at yourself. Correct. And it's like, okay, how could I do this better? How could I have done this better? So I've tried to just get that 1% improvement. For the benefit of them. For the benefit of the students. Yes. Not for the benefit of me. Um, the overcoach is something that we uh, have to think about as well and it's because I'll tell you now Maddie, and I'll tell everyone who's listening I want to be the best jiu-jitsu teacher in the whole wide world hmm. I really do I really really do I spend every day of my life trying to get there you know even on a Sunday I'm writing and seeing how, how did my week go how can I make it better I'm self-analyzing um, I'm studying videos, I'm watch, trying to get better at jiu-jitsu so I can be a better coach, I'm trying to get better at coaching, I'm trying to get better at things outside of jiu-jitsu to be a better coach. Um, I'm always trying to be a better coach. Because that's, that's what I've devoted my whole life to right now, is what I'm doing. Like, it's, Man, I'm not it's going anywhere. One of those things that like I love is the, the Feldenkrais methodology and thought process that you bring into jiu-jitsu. Why am I actually doing it? And that's to go back to the island of knowledge mm-hmm. that's like crossing a bridge into this whole other island to start taking something something from there and bringing it back to your island yes it's like completely left field but totally relevant yep and it, it makes it grow even better most yeah and you see it you like plant little seeds in your own island yeah. that come yep. from elsewhere and yeah. so before you know it there's some good things now happen. all of a sudden we've got mangoes and pineapples growing down here yep sometimes someone brings in a minor bird and that, that ruins the whole thing. And the minor birds start killing all the other birds. Sometimes you just got to... And that's why it's up to a coach. That's yeah, why you got, yeah, that's where you got, that's where you got the, like, the authority figures and the people above yeah. to say, hey, that's right, that's not so good. Yep. That's a good idea, that's not a good idea. Don't do that, white belt. Like, we don't want that on our Stop heel hook. Blue belt, stop heel hooking this like first day white belt because he doesn't know what you're doing with his legs and you can break his legs very easily. Yep. Hey, that's, that can be said. And that needs to be said sometimes too. And here's the other thing. When, when, this is really interesting because when we started Commune, I was at a, uh, I guess like a different part of my life as well, which without a doubt would have influenced what I was trying to do with the Commune. And in my head, I thought there was no need for authority, no need for, I, I wanted it to be a, yeah, like, I didn't want it to be hierarchical, a hierarchical structure. Um, I did a lot of work in like HSE, E12, like business studies. And you know, you have different hierarchies of different management structures. You have the hierarchical management structure and you have the behavioral management yeah. structure and where it's a lot flat, more flat, whereas the hierarchical is more like, um, uh, like vertical. Yep. So you've got upper managers, lower managers, etc. And I was like, wow, could you imagine a, uh, an environment where everyone's the same? This is awesome. Mm. Um, and we tried it and there's a lot, there's some open map schools, you know, and didn't really want to be a coach, but I realized very quickly that someone had to be a coach and someone had to lead. Yeah. Otherwise, you had a whole bunch of people not doing, not knowing what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Um, but as I build and as I learn, I think hierarchy is important and it's necessary. Mm. But you don't have to be an asshole with, with the hierarchy. You yeah. don't have to. It could be a. It could be a gentle hierarchy. It could be a um, an effective hierarchy. Isn't that kind of what a belt system is in a way? In a way. Yeah, yeah, but the expert, this guy that we're talking about in this whole podcast episode, yeah, I can hear that. Sorry. Anyways, the, the the podcast, like <laughs> the the expert, 
takes that hierarchy and takes advantage of it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's at the he's a, he's the black belt. Yeah, he's, he's, at the, he's at the pinnacle, right? He's at the pinnacle, and he's like he's looking down on these poor white belts. Yeah. Like, white belt, Ugh, blue belt. You don't. What do you know? And that's look. They don't know much, but they do know a little bit. And I'm sure you can learn from them, like a little bit of things from them. Um, and and they deserve your respect because they're people at the end of the day. Sure, they're wearing a white belt or they're a blue belt, and you're wearing a black belt. But it doesn't mean you're any more manly or any more um, like uh, what's the word? It doesn't mean you deserve more respect than what they do. Yeah, yeah. We all deserve respect. We you're all deserve a base level of respect. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's important as well. Uh, I was saying something about before. Anyways, in any case. Ultimately, the difference is that the super coach cares. He appreciates the trust he is afforded. He returns this with respect for the student and the learning process. He sets up the environment and together they both go in search of the self-awareness. It's a path I'm learning just as much as our students are learning. Um, and I'm so happy and I thank our students and I thank everybody who's part of the school um, for joining me working together on this path on this beautiful path of learning hey and every, every every question someone has is an opportunity for you to grow as well yeah so yeah and i think our school is awesome i think i care more than either equal to or more than any other jiu-jitsu coach in the whole wide world i care mm. like legit putting my heart out there <laughs> like yeah. I really care I care okay. A for your learning everything you do thank you um, I'm happy for that like mm. I care for your learning I care for you as a person I don't want to see you injured mm. I don't want to see you broken with a broken nose or I don't want to see you hobbling out of my class that makes me sad like yeah. where was I like I should have been there I should have stopped that you know and sometimes I can I care too much and you know and it puts me at a disadvantage and you know? like it's sometimes unnecessary stress you know sometimes people are yeah. fine and sometimes well it's just an ongoing process of learning when you put that take the hand off the person's back when you take yeah. the you know when you sometimes when you, they're not ready and you think they are yeah and sometimes they are ready and you don't think they are you yeah. know and I mean but that's just part of the whole process um, but I think high jiu-jitsu cares and I think that's why we've developed such a beautiful group of people Yep. you know who come in and care for each other because if the care comes from the top down and the care comes from the bottom up and there's care everywhere mm-hmm. side to side diagonal to diagonal like it's there's, there's care in and amongst everything that we do and that's why I think we've got such a beautiful school that's mm-hmm. going on this is how the super coach achieves his ultimate aim you at your best with the clarity to listen to what is around you with the confidence to do as you please and the uh, ability to flourish with quality of life. Mm. That's what we're after ultimately. I'll, as a coach, it's the coach's goal to guide the student, sure in jiu-jitsu, for sure, but that's a little bit of like a, 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 a pathway to learning for life. So we're doing, what we're doing in jiu-jitsu on the mats, what I'm trying to teach our students, sure I want them to get it, I want them to learn it so they can get good at jiu-jitsu, but deep down, Maddie, mm. I'd much rather everybody just like, like learned skills to be happy for life yeah. to have quality of life to know how to move their body to know how to keep themselves injury free 10,000 know how to keep self defense on and off 
and that's helping to make the world a better place absolutely that's our that's our vision if you guys didn't know it's a funny one 10,000 black belts on the mats and off helping to make the world a better place that's the ultimate aim that's it. It's not like 10,000 black belts who win 50,000 medals. That's like gold medals. I want gold medals. I was listening on that. I was listening to your podcast with Phil the other day. Uh, You're far from the mic. Come closer. Bring yeah, it. I was, I, was li- I was listening to the podcast from Phil the other day. And uh, uh, he said the same thing. If, if you come in and get a black belt in jiu-jitsu and all you pick up is the skills mm-hmm. to, you know, to beat someone up, then you haven't learned jujitsu. That was one of his things. Like this is something you can apply to everything. Yeah, it's not just, you know, fighting. There's but so just, yeah. so much more this, to it. And I think it takes a good coach to realize that. And that's why you got coral belts. I'm sure everybody, or if you haven't, if you listen to this, you probably listen to Joe Rogan and um, Jean-Jacques Machado podcast. Oh, that was good. And if you haven't, jump back, go listen to that because that was awesome. Mm. And I don't know. I just I hear different things from coral belts than I do from other belts. Yeah, like the coral sure. belts just have this innate like wisdom that just yeah. oozes out of their body, and you hear it. And a lot of the times, what they say is like it's, it's so far beyond the mats. Like okay, sure it's the mats, but it goes just so far beyond that. Yeah. And um, I think slowly with our years on the mats, we're starting to see a little bit more of that. Mm. Uh, as you, you, t- you were talking about the Feldenkrais method yeah um, Moshe Feldenkrais was just a, an extraordinary human um, extremely smart um, and he was a coach of movements you know a teacher of movements and this is a quote and I, I love this quote and it just I think it sums up everything that we've been talking about today and I think it's a perfect way to, to end and it goes, I'm going to be your last teacher. Not because I'll be the greatest teacher you may ever encounter, but because from me, you will learn how to learn. When you learn how to learn, you will realize that there are no teachers, that there are only people learning and people learning how to facilitate learning. Mm. What, what do you reckon? I think it's amazing. Why? It's how to put it in words we're all learning everything is it's a great big unknown so there's people who are trying to figure it out and then there's people who are trying to share how to help figuring it out yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know so I I can try and figure it out myself or I can figure out the process of figuring it out and if I understand how to figure it out I can learn it quicker in theory mm-hmm. and then I can share that to other people to bring them up on yeah. like a platform yeah yes and in that way you don't you're that's what I love more than anything like not saying here it is take this it's like hey teach him teach him uh, catch a fish for a man you feed him for a day teach him how to fish feed him for a lifetime and that's that's the, the, the deep goal of what we're doing here at High Jiu Jitsu. Mm. And it took me, like the, the Feldy method has been instrumental in that too because from the Feldy method, I learned some, just some basic principles in movement mm-hmm. in the Feldy method and it's just, it's, it's come throughout my entire life. And it's the same thing with Jiu Jitsu um, and I think they're interchangeable right there. Um, the fact that we're learning how to use ourselves on the mats. So you, you're learning how not to um, fight 
fight with what's coming your way. You learn how to work with, and not not just fight against your opponent. Fight with yourself. Mm. Go to the gym and watch people doing doing gym work. Sometimes they're fighting themselves. No, because they're like it's they're, like it's it's hard for sure, yeah. but they're not doing good things to themselves. No, but it's a matter of um, the fact that they don't know where to look in order to to get better to to, to improve. And as we've said, the super coach's goal is to show the person where to look, you know, yes. and then allow the person to pick it up and do it for themselves. And that's that's the idea of a student and the coach. Um, and that's why, like, sometimes instructors are—it's it's, just—it's another word for sure. But I like this idea of coach because we're also doing it for the long term too. That's why, Maddie, like, if I was an instructor, we don't really do casuals at higher. Like if someone comes in and says, hey man, how much is it just for one class? I'll say, hey man, you got a week for free. Yep. He's like, yeah, but all right. And then how much is it per class afterwards? I was like, I don't really do per class. Because this is a relationship that we're building. Yes. And that you're building with the whole school and with me and with the students and with the program and with the syllabus. Mm-hmm. And for you to come in just for as a one-off where I'm just, here you go, take this, take this technique. Yep. Then like it's, it kind of cheapens the whole process I feel because yeah. it's so much more than that and I don't feel like they're getting the, the, the enough of the high jiu-jitsu experience for me to want to take money from them I don't want that $20 yeah. don't want it because I don't think it serves very like a as good a purpose as if the person was to commit to the system and then learn from learn from it in that way mm. now how does it work for you that was the question that we had in PN in the, like sometimes Let's say in a in a food, if you're talking about food, and I was a nutrition coach, and you'd tell me, "Hey man, I'm doing keto. It's freaking awesome." And you've told me, "How many, how many diets have you done, Maddie?" No, I've tried quite a few. And have you, how many times have I said this to you? Maddie's been like, "Let's say uh, I'm I'm only eating carnivore," and what I'd like to say to him is, "What, what are you doing, I don't think man?" I've never said that. <laughs> you, you've done you've done a lot of them yeah I've done a lot not carnivore though you've done keto vegan yeah. vegan alright Maddie's like I'm eating vegan and I'm like I want to say certain things I I my the first idea the first thought in my head is like ready yeah okay make sure you eat your protein I want I want to tell you um, how to do it or tell you what to do or tell you not to do it whatever <laughs> you know but that that goes beyond uh, that's not going to be beneficial for you because then I'm talking down to you and I'm telling you what to do. Whereas this is your go- this is your life, this is your diet, this is every this is your decision. So instead, I say, how does it work for you? Mm. You're like, well, you think about the benefits that you're actually feeling. Well, what are you feeling? Because yeah. that's my goal. Mm. Like, uh, what are you feeling? So how do I reflect um, what you're saying, what you're doing, your experience? How do you reflect it back in order to for you to gain more clarity? Does that make sense? And that's what I, we can. I'm talking about in terms of food, but we can talk about in terms of jiu-jitsu as well, and yep. on the mats. And on the mats, it's like, hey man, do it like I can say. Here's one way to do it, and you can say, no, nah, no, nah, but I prefer doing it like this. Yeah. And if I was an expert, I'd say, excuse me, you're not listening to me. How dare you? But if I'm a super coach, I could say, oh man, how's that working for you? Yeah, I'm catching everybody with it. Okay, sure. How's it working for you? Well, I do all right, but then the next step, this person like usually sweeps me here. Okay. Yep. 
Mm. Well, you know, how does it work for you? It builds upon it rather it builds than upon this it. is just a fixed thing. Yes, it allows you to explore. It yeah. allows you to, to, to brainstorm. Very nice. What's happening there? But it's you that brainstorms it for yourself. Mm. Um, that's one of the other things that I love coming back into hydrogen so not rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea of the softer style of rolling where it's a bit more flow or playing chess where it's giving you time to think. You're, you're facilitating this environment for people to consciously do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that way they can actually think, how did that work out for me? Rather than be already in the next situation, fighting off the next problem. Giving you a moment to step, all right, that thought that was the play was not the play, yeah. just got choked. All right. Yeah, okay. You know, as opposed to as, a, as opposed to rushing through it, then going, oh crap, I'm being choked, uh, tap. All Let's right. go back into it. Yeah. yeah. The conscious, and that's part of the role of the coach is to facilitate that environment where people can learn. I actually saw a post the other day um, by Kit Dale of all people using it to sell his, uh, <laughs> his, his thing, but it was yeah. basically... Science has apparently, I'm air quoting here, uh, science has discovered, uh, proven that it takes like 400 repetitions for something to get locked away. But if you're doing it in a state of play, it's like 10. Yeah. So if you're just mindlessly drilling the same technique just because, hey, I'm going to do a thousand reps. Yeah. And you're not thinking about what you're doing. It's not going to be... You have to do a lot of it. Whereas if you think about it and play with it and have fun... You're going to go, ah, oh, that didn't work. All right, what does work? You're going to explore. Yeah. Your brain is going to explore. And all these little neurons and pathways that we've been talking about are going to start to connect. 100%. All those details from all these classes over the last two years, those 200 individual details are starting to connect. Yeah. Look what you're doing there. You're saying, all right, I will do 100 reps right now of this technique because this athlete does this athlete drills yeah. drilling now so this is what he does so I'm going to do I'm going to do it too so it's almost like you've taken the responsibility away from yourself mm. and you've put it to like like the, the drill yeah, the drills yeah. so if I do a hundred of these these 100 reps will make me learn it better versus hey I'm going to be I'm going to have my heart and soul and all aspects of myself in this drilling situation right now yeah. and then from there I will decipher what's happening Mm. and break it down and absorb all the all the learning and all the understanding so you've gone from a a way of learning that's um like external to an internal way of learning because you're doing it consciously that's why i hate that's why like i've usually hate drilling like i hate the idea the concept of drilling i don't like it i've never have and i'm not saying don't spend time practicing technique because we do that all the time but I'm, what I'm also not saying is don't sit there and do a thousand reps just for the for, just for the sorry just for the sake of doing a thousand reps. Yeah, there's, no, rep, there's two, no real benefit. Three, four. I don't even tell people when we're practicing technique. I don't say, hey, right, everyone do five reps each and let's go." Yep. Rarely do I say that. Sometimes I'm doing something I will, but like, it's not a matter of the five. Yeah. Like, f- screw the five. Learn it. Like, learn what's going on here. And that's why I also. Um, any case in any case um, the goal as we're saying Maddie, is to act mindfully and not compulsively this is why the role of the expert is expired the super coach has taken over yep. we serve 
by shaping the path for others' own learning. We create the conditions where learning can occur and we're on board this wave of learning as students of life and for life. Nice. People, very nice. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. Any closing thoughts, Maddie? Uh, it's, it's um, man, part of being a coach is, as you said at the very beginning, it's committing to continually learning. Mm-hmm. That's part of being a good student is you not even a coach just being a good student yes. is commit to continually learning and just keep asking the questions yeah 100% if you guys want to keep learning we've got Professor Pedro Sauer coming oh. down on the 30th of October hey we pretty much sold out already it's a shame yeah. if you guys want to come let me know I'd love to do a second one let me know because there's a potential for a second one if Professor wants it and if if but if you guys, if there's enough demand, we're going to bring it, uh, make a second seminar as well. But hurry up and let me know that you're coming and that you're in so we can get it done. Um, Brazil camps. Danny Boy is in Brazil. What a beautiful opportunity for learning. Oh. Leverage camp is happening on yep. the 12th to the 15th of September. Why are we going? Why are we going to Melbourne and training with Phil and the whole Leverage crew? Man, to feel some amazing To jiu-jitsu. learn. Yeah, to learn, to bring ourselves out of our current environment and move on somewhere else and practice with different people and learn different things. And hear somebody else talking about jiu-jitsu. Every time I go to Phil's, I learn so much. And that's why we keep going back. Um, keep learning, everybody. And hi, jiu-jitsu. We love you guys. And we're on board. And we're, we're coaching and we're improving. We want to be the best coaches that we can be so that we can all be the best students that we can be. Students for life. That's what I'm saying, Maddie. It's what, yeah. I, it's what um, I don't have anything else to say on that. Man. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. All Thank the best. you. You guys are legends. Much love. Ciao.